Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've been uh, throwing together over the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my takes, and some of my perspectives and other people's perspectives about this whole investing world. The goal here is hopefully you'll be able to take away some nuggets of information, some insights, and hopefully bring them back to your own personal circumstance, and hopefully, ultimately, help you make better investment decisions. My name is Amin Reina, and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, if you've never heard of the term investment coach, it's quite possible, because anytime I, I explain it to a lot of people, I get the, what? What does that mean? Well, as an investment coach, what I do is ultimately I'm trying to help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem is on the journey to becoming financially independent, and especially as it involves investing, it uh, people tend to become very intimidated, uh, frustrated, and confused by the whole investing process. Uh, I work with people who are new to investing and really are struggling in terms of trying to how to get started, how to figure, how to get going on with the whole investing things. I've also worked with people who have been investing for, for decades and for whatever reason just aren't getting any traction with their, with their portfolios and aren't growing their savings meaningfully. So what I do as an investment coach is, is I teach people. I, I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So today is decision day. These are, for those of you who are regular listeners of my podcast or follow my blog on my website, sageinvestors.ca, you will know that periodically I like to jump aboard, jump online and share with you some of my own recent investment decisions that I've personally made. One of the things I really strongly believe in uh, when I started doing what I'm doing is to be transparent in how I, how I invest because ultimately if I'm going to be somebody who's going to teach people how to invest, I need to practice what I teach. I need to talk the talk. Um, instead of just, you know, I need to walk the walk instead of talking the talk. And I believe the best way I can do that is just sharing with you my thought processes that I use to make investment decisions. And the, th the thought process that I use uh, are, are ideas, tech, trip, um, tips, techniques, um, strategies are, that are stuff that I teach, that I, I teach uh, other people. So I really believe strongly in, in it's really a core part of, of what I do is being, being that, have that transparency. Um, there's a lot of people out there that teach stuff, but you know, you never really see how they do it and you wonder if they actually practice what, what they're teaching. Um, so today is decision day and actually I'm probably going to have to break this episode down now, now that I'm looking at what I'm hoping what I'm going to go through. I think I'm probably going to do this in two episodes because there's a lot of stuff here that I do want to share with you. And a big reason why I think I have a lot of stuff is really the way the markets have been going of late. Um, since probably mid-November, since we had like Black Friday, um, it's, been, it's been ugly in the markets. Um, stocks have just been, you know, ending the year on a really down pattern and uh, 
And, you know, the reality is when I'm looking at my portfolios, my portfolios, are, which have been actually pretty decent this year, are probably going to be a, a fair bit lower um, for the year when I tally everything up. Um, but it's a really good time. And this is stuff I think, I, I think a lot of people, when the markets are down, um, people have um, the tendency to react. And so there's a lot of angst out there. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. People are wondering, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and so hopefully through these couple episodes that I'm going to share with you, uh, that you're going to get some ideas, some comfort um, in terms of how you can go about dealing with some of your own uh, personal decisions. The thing is right now, the way the markets are going, um, it's it's tough right now. And but it's actually, in a way, it's a it's a very necessary thing for those of people who have been you know been listening to me, been following my podcast. Uh, I've been you know pretty bearish on stocks for for many a year now, and uh, I've been pounding the table at some point that the markets are going to have to reverse course. There's just been a lot of um, apathy really towards risk. And essentially, I think risk has been ignored over the last few years, and you know, as prices keep going up. But now, I think we're at a point now where we might be hitting a bit of a rough patch. Now, a rough patch, you know, means different things to different people. But the way I look at it right now is this is almost, and it's kind of ironic because we're talking about Black Friday and Christmas time, and we're talking about shopping. This is actually a time where I actually want to be going shopping for stocks. One of the core tenets of investing is buy low, sell high. And for whatever reason, the times people tend to buy stocks in big batches tend to be when the markets are high. When intuitively, the times you really want to buy stocks are when the markets are not doing well, when there is a lot of investor you know, angst and uncertainty. But unfortunately, the nature of how we're wired, we tend to not do that. And what we tend to do when the markets go down is we tend to react as you know the world's collapsing and we tend to get out. What most people out there tend to do is they buy stocks high and they sell stocks low. And right now, there's a lot of people selling stocks low. So one of the things I, I teach people and I coach people on is understanding what the sentiments are and the psychology of the market so you can properly engage the market and make more uh, effective decisions that will pay, uh, pay off down the road. Um, so in the last while, because stocks have been really falling, it's, it's been incredible in terms of when I look at my, my lists, uh, my wish list of, of stocks that I've, I've always wanted to buy, but I've just never been, I've never bought them because I've, I've found them from my analysis to be more expensive. Those stocks are now starting to become cheap and affordable. And so again, bringing the whole tenant of buying low and selling high, there are now starting to see companies that are to me, really well-run, well-managed companies, best-of-breed organizations, um, whose stock prices are now, you know, 15, 20, 30 percent cheaper, and uh, that's ultimately what you want to be doing as an investor. You want to be buying great companies at, you know, discount prices, and so it's kind of nice to tie in the whole Black Friday, Christmas season shopping time, um, doing your Christmas shopping. So. As much as I've been buying stuff from my, you know, my family and my kids, I've actually been buying more 
spending more time actually doing Christmas shopping in terms of buying stocks um, and, uh, <laughs> for, my, for my kids' portfolio, actually, as well. So in the last couple of months, I've, you know, November, December, I've made a quite a few number of decisions. And uh, if you go to my website, sageinvestors.ca, you will see I've posted actually a blog, a couple of blog posts uh, showing in detail what I've been doing. So you can go there and read it. But I thought also for, you know, for people who don't want to read blogs and are more into podcasts that I would actually share with you here uh, some of the decisions that I've, uh, that I've made. I've made quite a few decisions. I've been, you know, uh, quite active in the sense of... Uh, starting to kind of build positions in companies and stocks and ETFs. Um, but I've also been selling some stuff too. And, you know, the fact of the matter is stock prices fall. And at some point you have to make tough decisions. And that's the part that's really hard for a lot of people is how do you manage those type of decisions where you know what, the markets are falling and you own stocks that are, that are down. What do you do? Do you sell or do you, you know, do you buy more? Or you hold on. So, these are kind of tough decisions that, um, that I think all of us are facing. So I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just jump into some what I've done, and uh, I'll share with you some of my thoughts and takes on what, really what drove me to make these decisions. So the first decision I made, and I'm going to start off with stuff that I did in November, and I'm probably in the next episode, I'll probably walk through my decisions that I made in December. So... The first decision I made in November was I decided to sell my shares in Starbucks, ticker symbol uh, SBUX. Um, and it was a good decision. I made 29.6% on it. Um, and that's factoring out foreign exchange. Um, the, uh, one of the things you have to do, I think it's important when you're buying a stock, any stock that you're buying, is you need to have in sort of the back of your mind sort of a strategy in terms of what you want. Two things. You need to determine how much return you want to get out of the stock, what you're hoping to achieve. And then you're also looking at your exit strategy. If the decision you made doesn't pan out and the stock goes down, what are you willing to lose before you turn the page than before you sell? So in the case of Starbucks, I was up uh, 29%, almost 30% on the shares. I had bought, in my mind, I thought there was at least 20% return uh, potential when I bought it. I bought it around 50 bucks. The stock was really out of favor at the time. Um, a lot of people were down on it. and uh, But I, I saw this as one of the most profitable companies out there. It's best of breed in terms of you know coffee retailing. Um, you know, really solid business and everything. So I bought it. So guess what? Um, during the month, the company reported their earnings. They were pretty solid, and guess what? The markets loved it, and the stock just popped. And it popped up to, I believe, in the bit, in the high 60s. And at that point, I just said, you know what? Am I happy with 30% return, or do you think I can get more out of it? And and what I did was essentially, you know, again, followed my playbook, followed my investment strategy, and, and basically stuck to it. And so my expectation for the stock was if I could get at least 20% return on it, that was a good decision. I'm happy to bank it and move on. And that's what I did. Uh, I took the 30% profit and was happy to move, uh, move on. Um, so that being said, if the stock were to fall back into the low 50s again or even lower, as I said, the markets are really kind of on edge right now. So it wouldn't surprise me to see the stock fall back down to the low 50s. Um, and the, if the company's fundamentals were pretty sound still, I'd be happy to jump back in. So that was my decision to um, for Starbucks. 
The next decision I made was I decided to buy more shares or add to my position in Activision Blizzard, ticker symbol ATVI. Um, this stock has been, has been falling. And uh, this is a stock that I originally got in, I believe it was in the 80s, and then now it fell, and it's been, it's been falling, um, steadily falling, and at the time in November when I looked at this company again, the stock fell about 11%, um, and reported its quarterly earnings, and it wasn't too good. But the company is still generating strong returns on invested capital, um, I think what got people upset was their user base fell by a couple of million and the market got a little bit upset about that. And it's kind of been falling in line with basically other gaming stocks, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, all the gaming stocks, uh, video game stocks really have been kind of falling off, literally almost falling off a cliff. And so at the time, I was just, my loss on that was almost 20%. And that was my cutoff, my cutoff threshold, my loss threshold that I have, that I set for myself for all the stocks that I own is 20%. So the rule is if a stock is lose down over 20%, then I automatically sell it, no questions asked. So I was faced with a kind of a tough decision. Do I just, you know, the stock's going down, market's really getting upset about it. Should I just cut my, cut my loss right there and just move on? Um, it's tough because I've been doing a lot of work on this company and from everything I can see, the fundamental business, the fundamentals of the business are still pretty solid. And um, uh, recently, they did a, a release. One of their latest games did over five hundred million dollars in sales over a weekend period, over a three-day period, which I thought is insane. And uh, and so these companies, I fundamentally, I, I like the company. But the reality is, and, and I thought with the company stock down 11%, I thought, you know what, this would be a good time to buy so I could buy and lower my cost base on it. So I did, and that uh, brought my cost base down. So that was my initial decision was I actually bought more shares of it. But then, um, as I said, video game stocks have been just really falling, 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 falling. And at some point, I actually, uh, over the... After I made that initial purchase, I actually eventually decided to sell the whole thing. Um, my loss position fell from, I think it was 19% to about 25%. So when you just look at basic math, the stock would have had to go up 30% for me just to break even. So at that time, the chances of me actually making money on Activision were pretty, were pretty low. And so... As I said, I had the stock on a bit of a tight leash and I was kind of ready to get out of it if, if things were going to continue to get ugly with it. Um, and so it did. And so the stock kept falling and falling. And eventually, so I, I just said, you know what? I have to cut my, I have to, I have to cut it off. As much as I like the business, I like the company. I like what they're doing. I like the whole esports area that they're slowly really entrenching themselves in. Um, but I have to come back to basic math. And the basic math is I need to protect my savings. And, uh, and so it was a really tough decision for me to sell this. And that's, I think, a decision I think I'm not, I'm sure a lot of you are out there are facing. I think everybody comes across um, stocks that they own that they really like. Um, they like the businesses, but the stock just isn't performing. And, but you keep holding it on because you kind of, you know, you, you put all the work into it. And, you have that underlying faith that it's just going to turn it around, but you have to have understand 
have to have a bit of an understanding of the math side of it in that the greater your loss is, the harder for you it is for you to get back to even, let alone make a profit. So the stock, and, and sure enough, after I sold the stock, the stock kept falling even further, and now it's actually in the mid-40s. Um, so if I had held on to it, I probably would have lost more than 25%. I'd probably be my loss would have been in like in the 40% range. Um, so it would have been even uglier. And so I've learned now, my experience now with this is that it's really, really critical when if you're going to buy stocks that you have an exit strategy, that you know you have set in your mind or literally write it down, what is your cutoff? How much are you, what is the most you're willing to lose on a stock? And if you are disciplined enough to stay with that, uh, consistently implement your, your loss threshold, if you cross it, you're going to preserve, in the long run, you're actually going to preserve more money. You're going to have more money in your pocket. If you just let emotions kind of run in the way and interfere with how you're making those decisions and you let those losses fester and become bigger and bigger, you're going to put yourself in a real world of hurt. And so... Uh, it's critical, uh, especially at times when the market's really, really kind of behaving ugly. Like you need to have that discipline because emotions are really easy to really screw up your decision making. So I love Activision, but again, the numbers just didn't work for me. So I sold it. And the reality is it's still on my watch list. So if the stock kept falling, goes into like the 30s or something around that area, you know, I might I might be tempted to get back into it because I do like I do fundamentally like the business. Um, speaking of video games, that leads to my next decision that I that I had done was on a couple of instances I ended up buying uh, more shares. You know, we're talking about me selling a video game company, video game stock. I actually bought more shares in another video game stock that I own, which is Electronic Arts ticker symbol EA. Um, just like Activision, the EA shares have been kind of moving down. At one point this year, the stock was at trading at about $150. And at the time when I started looking at it, the stock was just under $90. So I thought it would be a good point to buy more shares in it. And, uh, and ultimately, my cost base, I've taken it down. Um, I think my cost base now is about $83. I bought it a couple of times over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and the interesting thing about it is Electronic Arts, actually, um, I bought Activision before I bought Electronic Arts. Um, I liked Electronic Arts actually better than Activision because I, th I like their financial statements. Their, their balance sheet, I think, is much stronger. They're in a much stronger financial position than, um, than Activision. And, uh, and again, solid wealth-creating wealth company, strong high returns on invested capital, strong balance sheet. Um, to me, it's the best of breed in in uh, in sports video games, um, but the stock's down. The stock has been has been tracking down, and uh, and it kept going down. And uh, ultimately, it was reaching at one point. It reached near like eighty one dollars, and I think at this point, it's actually below eighty dollars. It's around under seventy nine, mid seventies right now. Um, but I bought more shares, and I think what drew me in was um, uh, the sales figures. Uh, during the month of October, the most recent month of October or November, video game sales have been really, really strong. Um, I think in October, sales were up 24% um, in the sector. Um, meanwhile, you know, video game stocks are like falling off a cliff. And so something's not jiving. There seems to be a little bit 
more um, angst around video game stocks. They're out of favor. And so to me, I think the opportunity to buy some really great companies at a cheap price, um, despite all the market angst, um, motivated me to, uh, to buy more shares. So as much as I sold my Activision shares, um, I've been buying more of the Electronic Arts uh, shares over time. So my cost base is in about $83. I think the stock's trading at about $75, $76. So um, it's down. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the stock. But again, the key point is when I'm with, 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 with EA is I'm not just buying it. I have an exit strategy in mind. I have an exit point where if the stock were to fall dramatically further, like lower, I'm out. And there's no questions asked about it. So that's my electronic arts. Um, another decision I made was I made a decision to sell my shares in Walmart. Ticker symbol WMT. And I sold it for a 20, just over 20% uh, return. Um, as I said, I, my, my threshold is my expectation, return expectation for stocks is 20%. So when a stock crosses a 20% profit level, return level, I, I evaluate it and I say, you know what, is this a good time to bank some profit or should I just keep riding the stock and, and uh, try to generate higher return? Um, so the stock's actually been climbing, you know, the last, in the time that I've owned it, it's been really out of favor. I bought in to Walmart in the mid to low 80s and uh, over the last while, it's just been slowly, slowly, slowly creeping up. And then at one point, it got up to about $106, and I think it went as high as $109. So I was up over 20% on the shares. And uh, I think it's a solid, again, I think it's a solid business. And I think it's one of the probably the few businesses out there that could really step up and actually hold its own against uh, uh, Amazon. Um, a lot of people think uh, Walmart doesn't have the goods to take on an Amazon. I think, you know, I think they could surprise some people. And they've been slowly kind of building out their infrastructure to kind of challenge Amazon to be kind of that operating system, that OS uh, for retail, to be that online retail um, gatekeeper um, out there, especially for, you know, consumer staples and grocery. Um, so I sold it. I thought, you know what? It's a stock I like. It's a stock I probably would like to get in on a lower price point. But at this at that point, I decided, you know what? I'm happy to bank the 20% profit. And if the stock were to fall again, I'll jump back back in. Um, if it were to fall back in, it's 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 a stock that I I think long term they could be a really big um, player in. And what else we got? And I think finally I'll share with you one more, and then I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. An episode here and we'll we'll catch you on the other side of another episode um, where I'll share with you the rest of my decisions that I made um, the last decision that I made that I'll share with you here is I decided to also buy some more shares of the iShares Germany ETF ticker symbol EWG um, as I say stock prices have been falling everywhere it's not just US markets Canadian markets um, its other major indexes have been tanking uh, around the world. And one of them, of course, is one of the big ones is the German stock market, the DAX. Um, at the time, it's, you know, as of right now, you know, as I've been talking the stock, German stocks have been down over 21%. It's actually the German equity market has been one of the worst performing markets in the world this year. Um, 
you know, people talk about what's going on in the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones. The Dow Jones is down like whatever, 6% or something, or the S&P 500 is down 6%. You know, the DAX is down over 20%. Like that's a crash. Like the German stock market has literally crashed. And that's a big deal because, you know, German companies, Germany period is one of the core engines of economic growth in Europe, if not the planet. Um, You know, there's so many high-quality, best-of-breed businesses um, out of Germany that are coming out of Germany right now. And right now, it's just it's taking a big hit. A lot of it has got to do with the angst about Brexit. Um, a lot of it has got to do with the trade trash-talking and all the tariffs, threats, and everything that's coming from the Mad King. It's had an impact on the German, on German equities. And uh, to me, an opportunity to buy some, a basket of really high-quality, world-class uh, companies at a 20% discount is pretty hard to turn away from or hard to look away. Um, a lot of people are talking about uh, issues with Deutsche Bank and that potentially it could become another Lehman Bear Stearns issue. Um, that's had a bit of uh, a discount into the market. The fact that Angela Merkel is going to be bowing out. Um, is creating a little element of maybe political uncertainty in there. We talked about Brexit. Um, right now, German stocks are just out of favor, and at some point, you know, reversion to the mean is going to occur. I have no idea when it is, but you know what? Right now, I'm willing to just buy a small position and kind of buy it at a low price point and and wait it out and you know and max out that return at some point. So, um, so ultimately, I made a decision to to buy some more shares of uh, the EWG, the German. Um, ETF product from iShares. So those are just a handful of the decisions that I've been making over the last couple of months as the markets have been kind of in turmoil, I guess, if you call it that way. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump off here and if you catch me on the next episode, I'm going to continue on and talk about, um, share with you the decisions that I've, the rest of the decisions that I've made over the last uh, few months in November and December to round out the uh, the year 2018. So thanks for listening in. If you have any questions about these decisions that I've made, feel free to shout out and jump at me. Um, you can jump at me at uh, through my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can drop me an email there. You can find me on Twitter. I'm always um, tweeting um, my investment decisions in real time. Use my hashtag trade2018. Um, and I'm also out there commenting, offering some takes about what's going on in the markets and sharing with some really amazing content by a lot of really cool people in the investing world there. So feel free to follow me. My handle is at Sage Investors. Um, you can also find my Facebook page. Just do a search for Sage Investors. And finally, you can find me on Instagram. I'm on there, you know, not as regularly, but I'm on there. I try to be on there consistently to post um, my latest uh, links to my latest blogs or uh, videos or podcasts. So you can follow me through there on Instagram. My handle is at, at Sage Investors Nation. So thanks for listening. And this has been part one. Uh, as I said, I'm going to jump on part two. Catch me on part two where I'll continue on sharing with you my most recent investment decisions. And uh, especially during this really deep, uh, frustrating, um, crappy market that we're in right now. And hopefully give you some, hopefully this is helpful to you to kind of give you some insights on how you kind of want to behave and how you want to act, especially when these times where, where it just looks 
kind of ugly. Thanks for listening in. This has been an ep- another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. And catch me in part two coming up. Cheers. Bye.